Hi, this is Allison Kearns, and you're listening to Call to Connect. This podcast is a platform for everyday people and their stories, a bridge to connect each other and to just share life. All of us working together brings out the best in one another. Hi, friends. Welcome to Call to Connect. I'm Allison Kearns, and this is episode number two. And I'm excited to be recording today with my friend, Ashley Davis. She and I have known each other uh, since 2005 when we met. We were both stationed in North Carolina at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. And then around 2009, 2010, she moved and we moved both to Mountain Home, Idaho. And we have continued a friendship, a long distance friendship ever since then when my family moved to England in 2013. So uh, Ashley Davis is a musician and a songwriter and she is based out of Southern Idaho. And she is the lead singer and writer for the band Rev7. And she is a worship leader at Calvary Chapel Mountain Home. She lives with her husband of 13 years, Randy Davis, and her five children, of which two are twins. So welcome to the show, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Yay. I'm excited to do this and to interview a friend and to share... um, my friends and people I know and people that I don't even know yet with a broader audience. And that is the idea behind called to connect the whole podcast is connecting everyday people like you and me to other everyday people who might not have an opportunity to get to know you. So, um, I would like to start our conversation, um, under the the premise of connection. And so first of all, how do you connect? And that can be how do you connect with people, with God, family, friends, any way you want to want to take it. Well, um I think I am like a quality time person. Uh if you take the five love languages. Um but once I've had that initial quality time with people, then I don't need it as much going into the future. Mm -hmm. So I have found um, that the Lord brings people into my life for a season, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And um, it's usually someone that I'm serving alongside with in a different ministry, or um, maybe our kids are the same age. Us being in a military town, people come and go, you know, every couple of years. And so I've had multiple um, friend change-ups, friend group change-ups. Um, and I've seen that, uh, every person that God brings in my life really adds a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of embrace it now Mm. because I imagine, you know, just the limited amount of kind of love in my heart and, um, just wisdom and things that people have to offer I'd have if I'd only had one friend my whole life. Yeah. Wow. And because of your military connection, which actually, do you want to share about a little bit more about your family more than what I shared? Oh yeah. So my husband is, uh, well, he was active duty military, um, in the air force. So we left, um, we got married, pretty much 
a month before we moved to North Carolina. Um, we met not too long before he entered basic training and we were living in North Idaho and we spent a lot of our, um, dating period away from each other via tech school and basic training. And, um, pretty much like literally the day we had our, uh, ceremony a month after the justice of the peace ceremony, um, we drove out to North Carolina. So our honeymoon was spent driving wow. across the States to North Carolina and, we, I had a really great um, group of friends um, that really blessed me in my college years, uh, roommates, and um, I was in a band then called Cornerstone. Um, so kind of left all that behind to start a new life with my husband and then very quickly um, was pregnant and had our first daughter in North Carolina. Um, and we were, I think I was 19 when we started dating, um, 20 when we got married. And then by my 21st birthday, I had a baby. <laughs> wow. That's a lot to happen in basically like two years, yeah. year and a half. Yeah. Picking up and leaving your life as you knew it to start a life that you would have no idea where that it was going to take you in the direction it's taking you. I would imagine. No, no, not at all. Wow. So do you think, um, well, what do you think it looks like when you aren't connected and that can either be, you know, go back to the quality time that you need initially or, um, however you want to take that. How does it look when you're not connected? Well, I think one of the things is if I'm not connected with people, well, and God, is I don't grow. And mm -hmm. so I know when we first moved to North Carolina, it was hard because I kind of had this silly notion in my head that um, I pretty much had to choose family or music. And so mm. I kind of just left the musical side of me. I kind of left it in Idaho. Where and, do you think that thought or that idea came from? Or do you even know? I don't even know. I just kind of felt, um, I know when I had been dating Randy, I had prayed a lot about it and I'd been waiting for somebody and the Lord had told me that, you know, he'd bring me my husband and then he did. Um, but I just kind of sensed that I'd have to choose. Well, obviously I had to choose between my band and him because I moved away. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not really sure why I thought, I think a lot of new moms maybe struggle with this. You kind of, your identity becomes mom um, that yeah. you're a parent now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your mom or, and especially for me coming into a new um, environment, everyone I was coming to the environment in knew me mm -hmm. as Randy's wife and you know, he's the military guy and um, everyone else is military. So then I'm just kind of, like his wife and a mom and um, I did work part-time and stuff, but um, I think part of it too was pride because I think without knowing it, I just, I did miss the people mm -hmm. back home that knew me and, you know, knew my life and knew what it was about. And I, so I just didn't really open up a lot at first um, when I first moved mm -hmm. to North Carolina. I think I did at some point, but like the musical part of me is like a really deep part of me and what's in my heart. So I think um, 
that is what I kind of held back from everybody. And that, it sounds like that is a huge part of your identity. And so I would imagine that was probably hard. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it Mm -hmm. was only one person really, you know, Justin, Mm -hmm. um, a mutual friend of ours was really the only one knew I could do anything musically. And it was only because Randy would show him CDs of my old band. (laughs) Mm. So like a proud husband. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he's really the only one that, and then after Chloe was maybe, I mean, over a year, we had switched from going to like a young adults group, um, to, uh, a focus group of the church we were going to faith Alliance. Mm -hmm. And so we were with a few other families, um, just looking for a place where there were more little kids. And, um, we, I can't remember what the question was about. Um, but I just broke down and started bawling and I mean, maybe it was like only one or two meetings in. So I felt kind of dumb, but I just said that, like, I feel like, yeah, I've lost my identity Mm -hmm. and, and not that our whole identity um, should uh-huh. be in music or whatever the thing we've been doing most of our life. But I think if you have a calling on your life mm-hmm. and kind of like Jonah, if you are hiding it and running from it, um, eventually that's going to catch up to you. So yeah, it did. And um, within a week of doing that, I was on that church worship team. So it was like, really, I was the only thing holding me back. Wow. <laughs> wow. Isn't that so true for so many <laughs> Thing in all of our lives, we are our biggest roadblock and our worst enemy sometimes to do the thing that is in our heart to do. And, you know, like with this podcast, and I mentioned this in the first podcast, sometimes God gives us tasks and assignments that we actually like and that are fun. And it can be like, oh, wow, I get to do something I enjoy and that's fun and I don't have to feel bad about it. And so, well, that's amazing. I'm glad that you had that moment of break, you know, breakdown of sorts and was was just able to be honest with yourself and surrender that desire and allow it to be what it was and not have to hide it and not have to to not let it be what it is. So, that's awesome. And that was in 2007 or 8 probably. Yeah, probably 2007. Yeah. Wow. Um, so now fast forward, what are you currently working on and, um, or what are you a part of? I know we mentioned a couple things if you want to jump into those. Yeah. So, um, I do, I'm really active at our, um, church Calvary Chapel Mountain Home. Um, I have been for the last eight years again, I mean, kind of like the Israelites, when I moved here, I thought, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I had just come off from leading worship um, at the base chapel in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And when you go to a new place, it's always weird mm-hmm. again. So I thought, oh, well, and I was pregnant with my third daughter. <laughs> so, oh, wow. uh, so, even more uh, mom mode. <laughs> yeah. So I was nine months, you know, almost pregnant when we got here. And, uh, and then I at least knew not to be on, you know, not to hide. Mm-hmm. that part of me anymore but mm-hmm. I definitely didn't think I'd be you know immediately getting here and be back doing music right away but um one of the worship team people um found out that I did music and then again within a week of moving here mm-hmm. I was on the worship <laughs> team so one person and finds then, out and that's the end of it yeah yeah and then I uh 
um, the funnier thing too, is that like I had my baby and I thought, Oh, well surely now, you know, I need a break. And then probably within a week or two, you know, that same guy messaged me and said, I know you just had a baby, but do you want to sing on Sunday? So, oh my goodness. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I have learned by now yeah. with, with worship at least to like stop saying, Oh, I think God's done with me. Yeah. But there's still struggles there. Yeah. Um, so I, um, at our, at Cover Chapel, um, I, for many years I've, done like women's events, leading worship. Um, I've filled in for Greg um, Harmon, who's our um, on staff uh, part-time uh, worship guy. And, um, but now I actually do lead worship on Sundays mm-hmm. once a month. Nice. Um, and that actually came about kind of in a roundabout way because of my band, Rev7. Ah. Uh, so yeah. it's kind of neat. But I'm part of um, a lot of like women's events at that church and I help um, plan the family camp. So uh, my husband and I, we care a lot about families and marriages Mm -hmm. and been a part of different leading different things like that um, and help with the youth. Um, But I always try to, um, there's so many needs Mm -hmm. and happy to serve anywhere you know I've done nursery all sorts of things mm. uh, but I really try to let the Lord lead and um, usually now I've had to whittle it down to you know music stuff that I can do musically so mm-hmm. with the youth I can lead worship there and, and um, anyway so uh, I have all that stuff with the church and then on the side um, I'm also um, the lead singer of a Christian rock band called Rev7. Mm-hmm. And explain and that started. Explain the name so people understand. Okay, so it comes from uh, Revelations. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny story. I mean, I didn't come up with the name. I was the original lineup was three guys and me, and they were kind of a, a part of another band. And then they added me in in 2012, mm-hmm. and two of the guys were on the worship team with me. And it took a couple years, but they finally heard me do a solo after a couple of oh, years <laughs> as I started stepping out. Mm-hmm. I was kind of more of like a background vocalist for a while. And then one time I took the lead on something and I was like, oh, she can really sing. And so they're like, we need to get her in our band. And they were kind of a metal band. And I showed up to the first practice and it sounded fun to listen to for me. But I was like, I don't think I can sing this kind of music. You know, that's not really me. Um, But they actually changed what they were doing to fit me more. And, you know, changed up even some of their band members. And uh, so that was in 2012. And the cool thing about it is that, so I have this whole thing with worship. But I remember I went to like a rock and worship road show or winter jam. And uh, I just had this desire to be in a band again after leaving Cornerstone. I've been doing worship for many years. And I honestly can tell you that for many years, I always kind of felt like I fell into mm-hmm. worship, but I didn't ever feel like it was like when I was a little girl, I want to be a worship leader mm-hmm. when I grow up. Like that's not, you know, I wanted to sing and write songs. And I've been writing songs since I was a little girl. And I um, actually picked up a guitar when I was 16. My parents bought it for me and it was to accompany the songs that I'd write. So it's already mm-hmm. songwriting. And then I learned guitar to mm-hmm. accompany that. Wow. So, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So it's kind of funny because a lot of people, I mean, I played clarinet for many years from sixth grade through college. So I had a good foundation for music and been part of little choirs. And then um, I took voice lessons in high school. My parents were always really super supportive of music. And then I did go to college for two years um, towards a music degree before I met Randy. So, um, but I, and I was in a band at that point in time. So Rev 7, um, I was at this Winter Jam concert. I think I was watching the Newsboys, and I just remember feeling like this is what I love sitting there, even just being in the presence of like in the audience of like if I could be at like a, a concert all you know my life, <laughs> that's that's how what I love. So I remember praying and being like, but you know I'm a mom of three kids again, like okay Lord, take this desire for me to want more than just you know being. And there's nothing wrong with just being a stay-at-home mom. I even right. hate to say just because that's enough, you know, so, and it's a lot. So, uh, anyway, so I just prayed about it because I do want to be in the Lord's will. And if he wants me to, you know, just take care of my kids and my husband, then I wanted that to be enough and not feel mm -hmm. this desire mm -hmm. for something else. Um, and so, anyways, I prayed about it. And then um, on a Wednesday night, is really when it came to a head and I was really praying about it. And then, uh, there was like a traveling, I mean, a pastor that's not in our letter church. It was somebody's dad and, um, he's praying and it's all about like the, like how prayer works. And, um, at the end of it, he's praying for everybody. And he outright says, and like, this isn't like some rocker guy, but he says like, you know, word for word, he's listing off a bunch of things. And he says, if you want to be in a band and tour and blah, 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 then God, you know, wow. he's like saying word for word, my answer that I needed. So wow. it was really cool. So then I tell, you know, a few people, you know, one of them is our worship leader. Like I feel that just, you know, be in a band. Uh, and I, so I just started like setting, getting a babysitter and setting aside time to go sit in one of the rooms and practice by yeah. myself. Mm -hmm. and start writing. Um, so that was my step. While this was happening is when Chad and Joe, these other guys on the worship team, had heard me and then heard from a mutual friend that I was looking to be a part of a band. So um, so anyways, they invited me to practice. I joined their band in 2012. Um, Rev 7, they were part of a Bible study at the time, a men's Bible study mm -hmm. on Revelation 5. But they felt like Revelation 5 didn't sound very good. <laughs> and this story is so funny to me. So I've started just telling people at concerts it's based off of Revelation 7 because that's just easier. And I do like it. If At the end of Revelation 7, it says that, you know, um, the lamb um, at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And when he comes back and he will wipe every tear from their eyes. Wow. Yeah, that's so, a good one, too. Yeah, I really like it. I actually like that better. So I just tell people that. <laughs> and I've told Chad that, like, I'm just going to tell people Revelation. It's too long of a story to go back and tell every person that comes to our booth what it means, you know, a 10 minute oh. spiel on it. So. Yes. <laughs> but we so, have had some complications because there's a seven in there. So it looks like Rev 7 even. So, yeah. So when you go to Google this, that is what you'll have to actually, if you're looking it up, is Rev 7 even, all one word. But it's pronounced Rev 7. Because yeah. this the 7 kind of takes the place of it. Yes. S. Basically, it just doesn't. Anyways. Yes. Yeah. And there were other bands that had 
just Rev and a seven. Ah. So that was kind of their thought too, was making it different. So we were different. So So from all of that, from 2012, when you got started with Rev seven and even earlier when you got started with the praise and worship, but um, I don't know if you want to take it from Rev seven or worship, but how does it look now from when you first started does it look a lot different is it just expound on the the journey that it's taken you yeah i um i definitely feel like maybe i'm more bold in knowing um for a long time it was hard for me even tell people i was a musician i felt like I had to be a lot more talented. I didn't feel talented enough to to make that claim that I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I knew that I was a worship leader because, you know, Greg was our worship leader at our church. And so I kind of felt like, well, I'm just, you know, this secondary person that they put in when they can't find anybody else. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, I just kind of felt like it was always like a, you know, I just kind of fell into worship, not that like I was really called to do that. Um, but I've always felt called to songwriting and I've, I've, um, was sent to a couple years ago. So how I got actually into doing the regular rotation on a Sunday was actually when we're our band Rev seven, two guys moved away and we had two board guys join, uh, Ryan and Jeremy Wusso who are also on the worship team. Um, and one time, you know, I think Jeremy was talking to our pastor and just said, like, you know, we'd love more opportunities to play at a church. And then it became like a Rev 7 Sunday at our church, but without mm-hmm. announcing it. But then mm-hmm. those guys weren't in Rev 7 anymore. And then I still stayed on as a worship leader. So, <laughs> so, so, but it's kind of funny because um, doing Rev 7 has made me a much better musician just because of all the gigs we've had to prepare for all the hard practice times we've had to prepare for, uh, Mm. playing to like a click track, um, just all the, just having to be prepared. um, It's rounded you out as a musician. Oh, definitely. Uh, And stretched you properly. Yes, yes. I, um, in every way, I feel like I've grown in worship leading and Rev 7, and I feel like, they really complement each other well. Mm-hmm. I feel like Rev Seven is like outreach. It's how mm-hmm. because it's it's songs that everybody can relate to. It's not for church people. It's mm-hmm. songs about life, but from a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. um, just from my perspective um, about how I see the world and the struggles and everything. And so that's really like to reach people um, wherever they're at, whether it be in church or not in church and. Um, I love connecting with people at concerts and talking to them and um, just meeting people and mm-hmm. worship leading. I do have started writing songs um, for worship also. Oh, wow. So, um, yes. So a few years, um, for many years, I would not go near writing worship songs. Wow. Um, I just, I just didn't feel again, called to be a worship leader or write worship songs or, Mm -hmm. um, I just wrote songs again, like about life. And I love doing that. And Mm -hmm. I still do. And the riffs of ones are really fun. But, um, a few years back, um, 
Dan suggested I go to the, our pastor suggested I go to the worship leaders conference with Greg and whoever and was going. That? And um, that's in uh, Costa Mesa. It's a, the Calvary Chapel Bible College does, does a worship leaders conference every year. And um, Oh, in Southern California, right? Yes, yes. So I went to that a couple years back, and I really felt um, stirred to write. Um, and I felt like God clearly said, like, I'm going to give you a song. And for me, when I say, like, songwriting, it's not a hard thing for me. Like, mm-hmm. it's not wow. odd for me to when I'm in that mode, when I'm out of that, I could go a year without songwriting. That's how wow. North Carolina was. But when I'm in the mode of songwriting, like I can write a song in 30 minutes. I can pump out a couple oh, songs you know, at a time. So it's really a God thing, I think. And how much time I'm taking away to do that, to be creative and leave space for that. So mm-hmm. anyway, so at this worship leader conference, and I have gone a couple years now, and I love it each time. And I always come back with have written a worship song. Um, a couple years ago, I came back and then there was the whole, I felt like the Lord was telling me to like introduce it to our congregation, but I still kind of felt like, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to be about me or pushing my thing or, um, but it went over really well. And, um, I've been able to do that a few times and, um, I guess I'm just getting more confident. Um, in what the Lord has called me to do. But I definitely have times where it's, well, first of all, being in a band is hard because it, you kind of do still have to sell yourself. You know, you're selling your business. Yeah. And your business of music. And that's, well, one, I'm an introvert. Yeah. And so (laughs) that's hard anyways. You don't want to make it about you. Yeah, you don't. And then as a Christian, it's like, you know, we're taught to not be about ourselves and, Mm -hmm to be humble and all that. But then there's a part of it where you do kind of have to like put right. yourself out there. Right. So, well, God has, if God, it's a whole, it's the way you look at it because if it, if it's gifting and calling God has put on you, it brings him glory through you. And so to yeah. hide it is a disservice. But, but it is hard. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard. And then oh, definitely. Too, because mm-hmm. you have to knock on a lot of doors and you get some no's. And so that's hard for me too. Cause I don't like rejection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think a ton of people do, but there are yeah. people that are the type that like it fuels their fire yeah. and they try harder. And eggs that's them not on. me. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm, yeah. My, I'm with I'm, you. Yes. I'm more like, okay, I'll just give up then. Mm-hmm. Like, so, Sorry. so this has been, yes. <laughs> so this whole music thing in general, there's been many times, you know, even recently where I'm like, should I, you know, should I stop? Like, Oh, maybe even just a month ago, there were some really big needs in like our youth ministry with female leaders. And then um, this American Heritage Girls group at our church that my girls are a part of. And I was kind of overwhelmed by the fact that like, I don't have time to help in either of those areas. And I really wanted to. And I even thought about like, well, maybe I should just be done with Mm. music and invest, Mm -hmm. you know, at some point, am I, do I get too old? And I should be investing in like my kids being musicians because, you know, everyone thinks that you peak at like 20. So, (laughs) So, which is not true. I'm a way better singer and musician than I was at 20. But that's just kind of our world in general, you know, that like you're, it's a good thing. We should be looking for the younger generation and raising them up to be leaders. But sometimes because we're so focused on that, I think we forget about people that I'm not even old, but 
somehow I'm considered old at this point. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, uh, I, I mean, only, like I said, only a month ago, I was like, Oh, maybe I should just be done. I should just be focusing on my kids and like make helping them to fulfill their calling coming up. And then I just prayed about it. And the Lord was like, no, you know, do the things yeah. I told you to do. Right. Some, some days it's, a it's, um, it's like, okay, I'm confident in this. And then there's other days where it's like, I'm done with this. And then it's, you know, it's three steps forward, mm -hmm. two steps back. But you're staying the course because you, as you said earlier, there's been enough times now where you know that everything always comes back to music. Yes, yes, yeah. And that is obviously, I think it's going to be a massive thing if it ever comes you know, God will make it really obvious when it's done. And I don't think there will ever be a done time personally. Yeah. I think what you're doing is aiding your children, you know, investing in yourself is investing yeah. in them and investing in the kingdom is investing in them. And, mm -hmm. you know, they see what you're doing and they see the good, the bad, the ugly, the sacrifice, the fun. Yeah. And that's building character and memories in them of, mom stuck with it, you know, and so it, yeah. you're, you are giving them a gift. And so I think everything just keeps pointing back to Ashley Davis does music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So where do you see it going or where would you like to see music in your life going? Um, I'd love to be able to help support our family. My husband's mm -hmm. going to be um, retiring from the military in seven years. Mm -hmm. Um, he started doing really amazing photography. Yes. Um, Please share about that. Yes. So, and maybe you could convince him to get on one of these by himself. You might be able to. Yes. I would love so, that. Yeah. <laughs> so he, um, which is a really cool God thing. I feel like, um, he's had lots of hobbies over the years, but I feel like mm -hmm. we find he's finally found like something he's actually passionate about. Um, and that is photography and it's perfect because he is an introvert more so even than me, like a true, like I need to be by myself a lot. Yeah. Introvert. Yeah. He, he refuels by his alone time and it's fascinating and amazing to me because like I've known y'all for now 13 years and I mean, there's, he's like an onion in all the good ways. There's so many layers to him. And yes. this is just another one. Like he has a natural untaught ability to take fabulous pictures. Yeah. Yeah. We just, and what's really cool is so the camera that he got is actually not top of the line. We got a new camera because before our twins were born, so they're only three, I was like, we need better pictures of the twins thinking that it was my phone's problem that I had mm -hmm. bad pictures of all my kids. Like they're oh always blurry. They're always terrible. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the cool thing about my husband and I is that like our, um, our talents are in completely opposite areas that complement each other really well. Yes. I am a terrible, I figured out the problem. I am a terrible, yes. it wasn't the camera. <laughs> So we got this nicer camera, you know, for picture taking. And he just took the time to like get to know the equipment. And, um, you know, he has, he'd go out in the woods and start taking pictures and then watch YouTube videos. And he really just kind of latched onto it and then had just a natural gifting for it. And mm -hmm. what I really love is that, you know, we're in Southern Idaho. People a lot of times 
talk about Southern Idaho as it's the ugly part of Idaho. And he's showing people how beautiful it is down here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, really. One of, the, one of the pictures he just took and posted yesterday. I mean, to me, I, when I saw it, I was like, this looks like it could be like, he's been to Guam. It looks like it could be Guam. It could be, uh-huh. it was just so beautiful. And mm-hmm. so I just think it's art too. And mm-hmm. I just love his art and seeing that. And then he's also been able to take pictures. He's uh, again, not comfortable, super comfortable with like taking pictures of people, but he has done our band pictures and um, he does sound at church and um, has done recording and sound, all that techie stuff. He's really good uh-huh. at. So um, anything he puts his hand to do, he does oh, well. Yeah. 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 He, he pretty much can do anything he wants to do again. Yeah. He's his own. <laughs> he's the only thing holding himself back, yes. but in many areas, he's just really talented. And um, so it's just been a really neat thing to see and for us to kind of walk alongside each other in these different things and support each other. Because, you know, it takes sacrifice on both ends. You mm-hmm. know, I'm gone at gigs sometimes all day. Mm-hmm. And so that means he has the kids. Or if we're paying for a babysitter all day, mm-hmm. there's a lot of expenses that have gone into me. Even on a Sunday doing worship, sometimes I'm paying a babysitter mm. or we're both, you know, at worship team and paying a babysitter. So like, I think that was the struggle before where I thought, well, sh- maybe I should be done is like, you know, my kids aren't in all these different dance classes and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and then you, him and I spend a lot of money on like the traveling to do these things that aren't yet paying us. So, um, so, so that's the struggle is like, you know, you want to invest in your kids too, but, um, the choice we've made is to do these things that we feel like the Lord's calling us to. And yeah, well, he um, keeps putting in your hand to do. So yes, there's not even, I mean, doubt should never even creep in because they're just like gifts that he's like gently placed in your hands and your laps and says, go have fun with it. And it's, I remember having a conversation with my husband before, um, a while ago, you know, it, I would serve a lot in the church. And then the first time he started serving was every year I'd kind of ask him like, Hey, what can we do together? Like, I'd love to do something together. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he did a lot of serving me by watching our kids mm-hmm. while I led worship for many years. And that was great. But I wanted to see him in a more active role at our church, um, serving together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's pretty neat because the first thing we did was nursery together when we had our mm-hmm. twins. And then he found, oh, you know, this isn't so scary. Mm-hmm. This is enjoyable. And we did it together and it was fun. And then um, as he picked up in this whole photography thing and um, and just techiness. And then with my band, Rev7, we asked him to start doing sound with that. So then he learned sound. Um, then now he's like pretty much, you know, we're on the worship team together on Sundays sometimes. So uh it's really neat. I love having him there at the same time as me and um, and serving together. And yeah, God has an- God has answered that desire for y'all to serve together. Yeah, yeah. And it has brought in, it has opened up so many opportunities that would not have possibly been accessed otherwise. Yeah, I really feel like even just that initial for him committing to doing nursery with the little ones, mm-hmm. I feel like it opened up so many doors for more, you know, which is amazing. Yeah. You think, and, but you know, I hear so many people who started whatever they're in doing, whether it is ministry or business, a lot of it started with the smallest, you know, um, serve 
that they mm-hmm. that you could think of like for church you know yeah. serving in nursery like that feels like as parents we know what a massive blessing it is to have people yeah, yeah. watching your children but it feels like very a small a small thing but yeah. obviously we see that that step of obedience to serve for him to serve has unfolded into really unexpected things like photography yeah, they, and working with yeah, and they're actually being. using his just like within the last month they started using some of his pictures in the church bulletin so it's it's really cool i mean just little things that keep adding up mm-hmm. um that a couple years ago when he or even like a year ago when he was like okay i think i want to do this as a business which is a big step too to mm-hmm. change from hobby to business and then like how can i provide for our family once i retire yeah. doing this and you um, and you said you want to you want to contribute too to after he retires with your band so you both have businesses that you're yeah. growing now to support your family down the road yes yes um and you know our kids there's five of them so that's a lot of mouths to feed and the military has been yeah. awesome because it's a steady income mm-hmm. but um and when you retire you do get some but it won't be the same. So we're definitely looking more seriously about what we're going to do. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. we're four years out from Jeff's retirement and he'll actually get to pull the plug in three years. Cause you have to give him your separation notice a year out. So yeah. I'm like, Jeff, we have three years for you to turn, to pull the plug and to say I'm done in a year. And yeah, anyways, Anyways, but yeah, it's it's a lot to think about, but we're still three years away from. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to just ignore it for three years, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're thinking about it, but you know that God will provide. Yes, he will. And he's finishing up his degree. And so hopefully he'll have, I really want that too for our family. Like you said with, um, like you said with. Randy, how you wanted to do something together Mm -hmm. and that I would love that for us too, for my family, for Jeff and I Mm -hmm. to have something that we do together. And I'm really hoping that, um, that is just around the corner for us and that it will unfold for Jeff because he's also him and Randy are very similar in a lot, in a lot of ways that it'll unfold to him, you know, hidden talents and hidden passions and Mm -hmm. just like what does god what is god waiting to reveal to him about himself Mm -hmm. for our family for the kingdom and so on and so it's it and it's an exciting place to be at you know on the feeling like you're on the edge of more because there is more yeah there's more to come there our best days are in front of us not behind us and so there is more. And so living in the expectation of that more coming and being revealed is exciting. So, yeah, definitely. well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, one thing I was thinking about with this inner coming into this interview is, and I kind of touched on it already with about Randy, but just having known you both for 13 years now and meeting you when you were newlyweds, you were, just a couple months pregnant and you know we didn't actually become friends right away in 2005 Mm -hmm. but pretty much you know we've known each other the whole time and 
And it's just exciting. This is what I was thinking about. It's just so cool and exciting to look back at, you know, Ashley and Randy Davis from then and now. And it's just so sweet and inspiring to see, you know, where God has moved you physically, spiritually, you know, um, from there to Idaho. And then, you know, just watching you develop and grow in your gift and talent and just as people, as friends, as moms and dads, you know, um, it's just been, and I told Jeff this too, just seeing what God is doing in your family is exciting and it's encouraging. And I think it is probably, it probably feels like that to a lot of people. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, just want to encourage you to stay the path and, you know, know that people see God's work in your life and it is inspiring and Mm -hmm. that it is hopefully, you know, allowing people and encouraging people to say, you know, I can, you know, I can do this or that too. And I can see where, you know, where people who have been accessible to God, like what God has is doing in their lives. And so I think it just gives courage to people. So at least it does to me. And it's, it's just really exciting to see people like emerge, like Randy with the onion, like just peeling the layers mm-hmm. back, yeah. you know? And so anyways, I, that was something that I was thinking about, before, you know, before we started the interview, I just wanted to share that with you. That is uh, just something that I like and I see. And so hopefully that is encouraging to you. Yeah, it is. And I think that's what I like. That's why a connection with people is so important Mm -hmm. because I get the same excitement watching people. um, God use people in the places that, um, that, you know, he's lined them up with. Like he gives us all unique giftings. And sometimes we have this idea that we're going to be shoved into some place that we hate. And that's not, what God's about. No, not at all. So. I know it can be a good thing that he's got us going for. So one thing that I want to do with each guest that I have on to interview is ask, what are two to three things that you are passionate about right now? Oh, so I would say um, music. That's like a no brainer. <laughs> but, but, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> There's so many parts to music and really it's really just a, it's a good example of the body of Christ. Like, you know, you need producers and you need writers and you need drummers and you need um, guitarists and you need vocal. Like there's so many different ways that you can be used in music that are maybe different than Mm -hmm. what you think. And um, and different skill sets. So for so many years, I compared myself to guitar players and thought, well, I'm not good enough because I'm not, you know, this great guitar player. Well, but I'm a good songwriter and a singer. And yeah. that's where my skill set is. And yes, I can get better at those other things, but um, just being okay with your skill set and not, um, yeah, and not comparing them to other people's skill sets that are that like you need those skill sets. So you need those people in your life. So, yeah, because firstly, comparison is the thief of joy. And secondly, we're comparing our beginning or our middle with someone else's 
middle yeah, or yeah. end or yeah, not yeah. even end, but you know, they've been at it for a long time and it can be discouraging. Yeah. Like what you're saying about our life, you've known us since, you know, we were, like I said, newly married, you know, it's funny because talking to some of my friends here, um, I had the opportunity to lead mops um, a couple years ago. And I, you know, I've heard from a few people before that the idea of me is that kind of, I have things all together. Um, mm -hmm. I just kind of parenting is easy for Comes me. Easy. Yeah, yeah. All my five kids and you know, they all music come to, is I, easy. Music is yeah. easy. I get them all to church, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. my, I have a wonderful marriage and I do, yeah. but yeah. they don't see, the North Carolina us, you know, they yeah. don't see, you know, some of the heartbreak we've had, some of the loss with like relatives that passed away. I am an introvert, but, um, I'm passionate about serving people. Like I said, I've just seen so much growth in my life from being part of women's Bible study and just people coming and going and, um, and what they've imparted on me, you know, kind of imprinted themselves on my heart before they mm -hmm. left. So, and I just have had a lot of really great, I mean, since you, since you left. Five years ago. Uh, we were friends yeah. for a long. Yeah. Five years ago. I would say, I mean, I can think of at least 10 women that I had very good, deep spiritual bonds mm -hmm. with, um, you know, life impact. I know that's yeah. rare for a lot of people, but um, as soon I can always kind of tell when God's moving somebody into my life as far mm -hmm. as a friend, and he's just like that other person will kind of like they'll start going to work or something. like they'll be kind of phasing mm -hmm. out of my sphere, my normal everyday mm -hmm. sphere. They're mm -hmm. still my friends, but they're just not around as mm -hmm. much anymore. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah. you know, I don't want them to go. But then mourning the loss, the future loss. I, I love friends. I've always yeah. had friends, like yeah. friends, like, and Randy's the same way. So before we met, um, we had our own friends um, and we've given each other a lot of space. We know that we can't be each other's everything. And the same with time. Um, uh, as far as, uh, you know, he has to have a lot of alone time mm -hmm. to take pictures, yeah. to do good work. And same for me too. So, um, we just give each other that space. And um, so people, uh, friendships, mm -hmm. um, I love, I love like seeing people grow the way you're talking about watching our life mm -hmm. over 13 years. Um, if you just spend time with people, God is constantly mm -hmm. working if, if they're allowing him to, and to watch, I have a prayer group here, been a part of different things. And I just, it's amazing to see um, what God is doing in people's mm -hmm. lives who are mm -hmm. open to him. And so that is what is contagious to me. I never get tired of seeing um, people grow and God work in their life. And so, um, so people seeing God work in people's lives is probably the second thing I'm passionate about. So I'll probably never stop doing women's Bible study. Um, I will always be seeking out to make those relationships so that I can come alongside mm -hmm. um, maybe some younger Christians mm -hmm. um, or newer in their mm -hmm. faith younger mom. Yeah. And you pose and it's awesome because you don't pose a threat to any of them. And because you don't have any, there's no threat because you're not, you want to see people grow. You want to see people at their best. You want to see people develop deep friendships with each other. Yeah. yeah. And that is that I feel yeah, like yeah. that has to be a unique set that is probably rare in a lot of women. And so I think 
you know, it is a gift that you have and a gift that you yeah. offer people. Oh, <laughs> well, and I think, yeah, I'm not, I've never been a very competitive person. I mean, I've had moments of jealous, you know, when two friends go do something and then I'm not invited, you know, have a pity party. Dep yeah. But for the most part, yeah, I just, mm -hmm. I do really love to see yeah. God work in people's lives. Let's see the third. Um, uh, maybe this one sounds weird. Cause, I mean, I love being a mom and, and a wife too, but, and is, mm -hmm. and to promote like strong marriages. Um, and uh, being a good parent. But what the third thing that came to mind was like um, just uh, giving back. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a group of us that are part of this thing called Lift Mountain Home. Mm -hmm. oh, and wow. it's um, something, it's a women's event that we put on. Mm -hmm. um, there's a group of women in Boise that do it and not just Christians, but you know, from again, they're speakers from a Christ, a Christian perspective, a Christian tilt, but it's not, you're not coming to church. So it's a place where like all women can come. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I love to serve in my church, but I also see the need where people need to be met where they're at. And mm -hmm. sometimes they're not wanting to come and be preached at, you know, they just yeah. want to be loved. Mm -hmm. They just want to connect. So building other women up, and um, out of sight of the church mm -hmm. is something I'm also passionate about, um, as well as giving back. So taking care of, you know, the widows and the orphans. And um, so through that event last year, we donated our proceeds to uh, Child Rescue Coalition, mm -hmm. which isn't a Christian organization. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of awesome, great uh, missions out there. We, we, you know, we give towards missions, but, um, this is just um, a group that deals with child pornography and oh, wow. um, getting that off the internet. And so I just really, when I discovered that kind of last year, mm -hmm. what they're doing and um, addressing a real problem. Wow. We like, it's just something that's outright gross and wrong. And um, I feel like if more people knew, then something could be done. Thank you so much for being on my show today, Ashley, and for sharing your heart and for sharing what God is doing in your life and your family. And if you all would like to connect with Ashley, uh, her email is femouse, F-E-M-O-U-S-E at yahoo.com. Her Facebook is at melodies of you. And on Instagram, she's got two places, um, at Melodies of You and at Rev underscore seven even. Rev underscore seven even. <laughs> so those are the places you can find her. And um, yeah, thanks for being on and thank you for your time. And um, I just want to leave a, a parting thought. One of the songs that Ashley has written, which you can find on YouTube, um, she's her YouTube channel is Ashley Davis. And the the parting thought I would like to leave is one of the lyrics from your song, from Living in Your Presence. By the waters where you lead, I lack nothing that I need, and you will be with me forever. And I think that is a very great way to end this podcast. And thank you. Thanks for having me. Yay! Bye! Bye. <laughs>